Pubcast. When you're manifesting something that's really big like this, so, you know, if you want a love mm-hmm. that is going to last for the rest of your lifetime and it's nothing like you've ever even imagined before, it's not going to just happen overnight. You're mm-hmm. going through your own processes and having your own journey, but the person that you're going to end up with, your soulmate, is also going through that process. You know, they have to grow and evolve and so you guys can meet at the same point and yeah. that's going to take yeah. time, you know? Welcome to the Liberated Healer Podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your hosts, Gina and Linnea, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi, everybody. This is Gina Cavalier here from the Liberated Healer. Hey, podcasting people. I am your other host, Linnea Hodson. And we're going to do something that is one of our favorite topics in the whole world. It's love. Love, 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 love. Perfect for Valentine's Day. And we're going to come at you with inspirations of horrible, horrible, horrible love stories that turned into eventually great love stories to hopefully reach out to the people out there that are looking for something and feel hopeless to understand maybe some of the processes that we went through to get to the, where we needed to go, that it was hard work, that there was effort involved, but we did come out on the other side and we have three lovely ladies today. So it's going to be myself. And then on the phone, we have Sue Hannah Carvajal. Is that how you say it? Hi. Hi. Yes. You said it right. <laughs> okay, great, great. And she's also a spiritual healer, medium, and coach and a soul activator, which I love that you say Ooh, that. I love site. that term. <laughs> so the way it's going to work today, um, she's going to introduce herself a little bit. So you have some context and then I'm going to go into my story and you need to hear this. And then Linnea is going to her story and then we're going to end with Suhana going into her. So go ahead and tell us just a little bit about yourself, please. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and honored. Well, I was born a healer, which means I was born with my natural abilities of psychic mediumship. It means I can read people's energy. Uh, I can speak to spirits. I can do energetic healings. And like you said, I'm a soul activator, which means, and a lot of people don't know this, is that I can activate people's human beings light codes that leave and are um, doormat within their DNA code, which is super cool. And I love doing that. Oh, man. And also, we need to record that kind of process so people can kind of understand that. That's kind of. Oh, yeah. It's a very, it's a a very cool process. And it happens with anyone that I have any interaction with. Even in this call right now, it's happening. So people listening as well? Yes. Yes. Whoever is listening is getting a little uh, mm, pixie dust, like I call it, from it. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect timing. Yeah. The world needs a little bit more pixie dust, and it's all inspired by love stories. And so we're really excited. So I hope you guys are Mm. feeling the uh, love getting activated. And then we're at the end of the episode, we'll let you know how to contact her so you can get your personalized help through anything that you need. So, okay. So as we said, this is a love episode, right? And 
we all have very interesting stories. And I just, I wanted to express my story because, you know, it was pretty dark for a while and pretty bleak. And I was born really, really wanting to have a family and really wanting to find my soulmate. And I believe that we are by design born into our area where we are going to find our most happiness if we seek it in the correct ways. So what I mean by that is your soulmate isn't living in a whole other continent 100% of the time where you're never going to get there and, and it's just never going to happen. We are by design kind of in where our karma is and where we need to go and they're, they're around us, but we have to do the work to meet them. And that's something that I had to learn over time. I had to break the patterns because my father was, he was married 11 times. And he, back in those days, in the 60s and 70s, it was all about drinking. His father was actually the same way. He was married about five times, my grandfather. So, you know, just having babies, just kind of the flower child, zoot suits, traveling. And when they had the babies, they kind of just said, here you go, you know, here's life, go ahead and figure it out. There wasn't a lot of coddling or, um, you know, help through the times. It was very, um, that was the time back then. And the reason why I'm bringing that up at first is because I believe, especially for females, that that father figure is the first figure that sets the tone for what you're looking for in a man. And if you're lucky enough to have a great father who holds your hand through it and, and tells you your worth and, you know, you know, gives you that unconditional love, that's, you know, you've already got half the battle done. But if you don't, and that was my journey, that was a part of me discovering what I didn't prefer or what I didn't want to gravitate to. But because that was all I knew, I kind of automatically gravitated to the bad boy instantly. And I moved out of the house when I was 12. So I've been on my own since a very long time. But the story starts where when I was a little girl, I was so scared. My dad, my parents divorced when I was eight and I lived with my dad and he was gone all the time partying. And I was literally left alone all the time. So what I did is I built a little makeshift room in my closet and that's where I lived because I was safe there. I would bring my dog in there. I had my pillows in there. I had my cassette tapes and I would listen to music and write down the lyrics and I would draw and I would have even some weapons in there in case anybody tried to hurt me. I was, I, and I was scared of the dark and I would literally live in there. And sometimes my dad wouldn't come home for weeks. So I lived in there over a little bit of time. This angel started coming to appear to me in my little closet and he was giant and he filled up the whole room. So it was this little girl and then this really, really big angel. And he had this blonde curly hair and he would stuff his wings in and he would talk to me all the time and tell me about how beautiful the world was, how beautiful I was and how I was this uh, special spirit. And I'm an empath as well. And the reason why I started the Liberated Healer and I could see energies and ghosts and auras and all kinds of things. And I think that's also helped why I was so scared as well, not just being alone, but you know, you seeing things walking around that you don't have an idea of why they're there is very scary. So my journey goes on to, you know, moving out of the house at 12, being around a lot of bad boys, uh, moved to LA when I was 17. I was born here. Um, I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona, moving here at 17. The first person I met when I moved out here was Billy Idol. Okay. And his crew. 
Billy was very nice to me, but yeah, talk about being around bad boys and <laughs> lots of influence and crazy. It was the 80s, lot of hair metal, rock and roll, glam, guys wearing makeup, like all kinds of crazy stuff, right? And I was really in there and I never felt 100% that this was my crowd or my life, but I didn't know where I belonged. All I knew is I wanted just the deepest love. I did get married. My first husband, he was in a rock band, believe it or not, and a pretty famous rock band. Uh, they're called Flogging Molly. And I was with him for about eight years. He was an Irish man. He had that accent. just drove me crazy. And when we met, it was karmic. Absolutely, you know, spent many lives together and needed to work that out. But he was an alcoholic, and he was on the road 10 months out of the year, and I was so lonely. I was so lonely. I just... I felt just this deep loneliness inside and this incompleteness. And what I did actually is I became a workaholic and I would just always work, 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 work. I never give love any attention because, you know, work was my love. Over the years, um, you know, then he finally one day came home. I drove up into the house. I knew he was leaving me. He said, I'm leaving you and you should be happy because I'm, I'm terrible for you. And he went on his way, and that was a really big heartbreak um, to deal with. And then subsequently, the same kind of guys, I kept pulling them same kind of guys in over and over and over again. Cheaters, guys would go out with escorts behind my back, had fake phones, all, you know, all these trusting issues. And it was just a terrible life. Finally, I got sick of it, and I decided I'm going to change this. I, I know what I want. I'm listing it out. And I'm, you know, I was already by then doing energy work. I listed out the man that I wanted, exactly who he was, what he looked like, what he acted like, that he could cook, how he, I wanted him to make me feel. And just this, this pure joy of what I imagined a full fledged love partnership look like. And I'm not even kidding you, a word of a lie. I did the work for three years. I have remained single, no dates. I turned down everybody. Nope, I'm sorry. I'm working on myself. I'm working on myself. I need to change this pattern. I need to change it. I need to recognize it. I need to look at it right in the face. And I saw so many changes myself, and I'm not even kidding you. So many paths started to open up. I started to be open up to whole different kinds of people, friends even, and not just lovers, but people in my life, people like this gorgeous Linnea here that I just adore, you know, <laughs> different people were coming in, people that weren't super narcissistic and energy vampires. And actually, you know, I was just trying to find my love, but it actually helped every relationship in my life. And I went out to meet my sister in Hawaii. She was working on a TV show. She invited me out. I became friends with one of the main ladies she invited me out when she got back home to California to a party. I didn't know a single person. I'm sitting there at a table and right behind me, this tall six foot seven blonde curly hair man opens his arms. I'm, I have my back to him and he comes and he swoops me up and he hugs me so tight. And I just fall into his arms like I've never fallen before. And I looked up and he goes, oh, I thought you were someone else. So he didn't even know. And I was oh, like, oh, my gosh, you can just continue to hold me, please. And his name is Andrew. And that is my my love. And that is who I've been with almost. We're, we're two and a half years now. And he's 20 years younger than me. 
So when I found out he was 20 years younger than me, I cried because I thought, oh, this isn't going to work out. You know, that's just too much of an age difference. And when I told him, he laughed. He said, oh, that's not old at all. And over the course of time, I've had this vision that this was Zephyriel. This was my angel in the closet. And the reason why it he could not get into a human body until he knew I was safe. So that was around 20 when I was more of a safe, you know, I had my life kind of going on for me. I still had lessons to learn, but I know in my bottom of my soul that Andrew is my Zephyriel. And that's why he's six foot seven. He's a very big man because he needed that big body to fit in that angel soul. And we actually have when work it, after work at five or six o'clock, I, I don't even work. I'm not a workaholic anymore. That time with him is so precious. I make dinner with him. We go, we travel together. I've never had this kind of experience. We, the first thing I'll do every morning, cause I do have some trauma is I look at him and I ground and I know that I'm loved and it fills my complete body. And I've never had that. And that is my love story. And I wanted to inspire everybody that, if you do the work, if you elevate yourself, if you make those lists and really are true to your what you are asking for, and don't stray. Don't don't say, oh, that guy's kind of cute. Maybe I could fix him. Or that girl's kind of cute. Maybe I can fix her. Knowing that that is your pattern. You know, recognize that. So that is my love story. <laughs> I love it. And we're going to the Getty this weekend, and he's taking my brother aside. And I have a feeling he's going to ask me to marry him soon. <laughs> but but that's my story. And, um, yeah, so I mean, I'm going to turn it over you. to Linnea. Yes. Thank you for sharing your journey. Aww. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I love it. I'm, you know, we're Aquarians over here, so sometimes we're a little weird about sharing, like, our, our feelings in that way, you know, it's kind of hard for us to just say it outright because that is just some, a part of the Aquarian nature. So Gina and I are both very in our love flow, as she's put it yeah. recently. So we're just feeling the vibes. <laughs> I love it. And I actually wanted to share something. So this morning I had kind of a crazy meditation. Um, and I know that it was also because of the energy of this podcast that we're recording today. And in the past, Gina and I have worked with Oshun, who's the African goddess of beauty and love. And she also is here to like help you be a bad bee and like get your career in the right place too. And she came right in in my meditation this morning. And I have not seen her or like felt her energy in a while. So she made it very clear that like she is here and she's like supporting this podcast being recorded today. It's like got a nice mm. like bubble of energy around it. So oh, yeah. thank oh, you, shoot. Oshun. Love it. Love it. Shout out. Yes. I have <laughs> she was like, you better say something about me on that podcast. Oh, though, okay. Thanks for the reminder <laughs> because I really haven't done that in a little while. Yeah. She's here. So thank you, Oshun, for being here. And yeah, now I guess I'll share my little story. So I'm a little younger than Gina and, you know, recently went to college, you know, within the last 10 years I've been in college and I definitely have always been the person that's not in relationships. Just, I'm always the friend that's the single person and it's not because I don't want to be in a relationship, but I've just always been the person that's like, I know what I'm worth. I'm very, very lucky and I grew up with parents who are married and they are still mm -hmm. married. They got married when they were in their 20s and they have this beautiful 
healthy relationship where they are equals in the relationship and I do not take that for granted one bit and that definitely has made me have very high standards when it comes to love yep. because I'm, I'm not going to accept anything less than that kind of a healthy relationship because I know it's possible and I've seen it from the get-go. Thank you, you know? mom and dad. So thank you. Yeah. Also <laughs> shout awesome. out mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always had really high standards and I'm also a very independent person. So I, you know, a long time ago I was sexually assaulted and that really threw me for a loop and it, um, really brought down my self-worth. So I went through a period where I was just I was being really reckless with my body and my energy, honestly. I was just going out, not even on dates, it was just like one night stands, like bringing guys home from the bar and that brought a lot of like bad karmic energy into my life, honestly, you know? It was a big turnaround point where I really sat down, I got into one relationship, this is probably my most significant ex that I have. I got in the relationship and after a while I just realized that it really was not serving me. You know, I was such a people pleaser in that relationship and I was really mistaking his happiness for my own. And there just got to a point where I was ready to level up, not just in my romantic relationship, but in the rest of my life as well. I had a lot of demons that I wanted to face. I was ready to go to therapy. I was ready to make this like big shift and this big turnaround. And, he could not get on that same page. So I had to dump him. <laughs> and as soon as I did that, I mean, it was a huge energetic shift. I also had, like quit my job at that point. So it was like, I started from scratch. And then is when I started my journey into spirituality, to be honest. And when I started that journey into spirituality is when I really started to value my energy and my body in a completely different way. It was a journey of self-love. And I think this is the most important thing that I got out of that whole journey is that you need to truly learn to love yourself and like take yourself on dates. You need to date yourself, be your own significant other is what I really had to learn through this process because I was always looking for someone else to treat me like that. And it took having to take everything away and start from scratch basically to realize that I needed to be that person for myself. So when I started my spiritual journey, I decided that it's kind of, it's very similar to your journey, honestly, Gina, where I was like, okay, I know the universe is gonna send tests my way, so they're gonna send all these guys that are really not it, but <laughs> I coined the term high vibrational dick. <laughs> and if it was anything less than that, it was a no and it was <laughs> yes. a no for two years probably like a year and a half or so where i was like okay you know what you're just not on that level and it truly was i mean it was a major journey of self-love where i had to learn to love my body and i dealt with negative self-talk and I mean, these are all things that I was looking for, constantly looking for validation for in a relationship. So previously, you know, before I went through this whole journey of self-love and dealing with negative self-talk and how I viewed my body, especially, it was a really big part of that journey. I was constantly looking for someone else to be telling me that I was beautiful and I had a perfect body. And But at the end of the day, it didn't matter. I was unhappy because I didn't believe it in my own core, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 
So that was the biggest, that was like probably the biggest thing that I did. It felt very radical at first too, to be dating myself. And it was like <laughs> anytime that I wanted to just automatically text someone to go hang out, I took pause and I would say, okay, maybe I should spend this time by myself. Yeah. And it feels so weird to do that at first, to like really mm -hmm. take time for yourself and say, yeah. no, I'm not available to hang out with you. Yeah. Because all you're doing is spending time with yourself. Yeah. But that is like probably one of the biggest things that I have learned to value. And having that time to yourself is like, listen, that really is one of the biggest parts of the journey, I think. That's one of the biggest things that you can do. And even now that I have manifested this relationship into my life, I'm making sure that I still am taking that time for myself. Mm -hmm. So when I got really serious about it, I was like, you know, I really, I started looking around at all my friends back from, that I went to college with in Michigan and they're married or they're married with a kid or they're engaged or they're living with a serious boyfriend. And I'm just like, oh man, like I want that. You started to get to that point. I, where I you really were like, started, I yeah, it hit me. I was like, oh, I want, I want that for myself too, you know? So I started to really manifest a soulmate. Like I started to put the work, mm -hmm. like put the intention into it truly. Yes. I sat down with my journal and I said, okay, this is what I love about myself and what I bring to the table in a relationship. First of all, see self-love first. <laughs> and then I said, okay, this is what my ideal relationship looks like. And I wrote down how it's going to feel when we meet, how we are going to meet, mm -hmm. what he's going to look like, what our love is going to be like, all of this, like write it down to like the most minute detail that you can think of because that in those details, that's when you get really lost in it. And that's where the visualization, the manifestation really can occur. And, you know, I mean, I was putting energy and intention into this for over a year. Like I said, truly like waiting and I was getting so many signs from the universe. I mean, Gina's like giving me, you know, little inklings that something's about to happen. My roommate, who was also very psychic, was like giving me inklings that things are about to happen. And I knew it. I was like, oh, it's going to happen at this like EDM event. I just know it's going to be at like a rave or something like that. And then finally, after all of this time, I went to a show randomly and it was very like happenstance. I would normally not be at a show like this on a Saturday night. And it's just like, everything was just a moment of perfect alignment. And it happened exactly as I wrote it down in my journal. I said, I don't want the universe to just, like no mixed signals, no questions about it. I need to be like smacked across the face <laughs> with it. Okay. Yes. I will miss the signs. I need you to let me know if this is it, then let me know. And what do you know, within the first five minutes of me being out on the dance floor, which is something I also love because I was out there just dancing with my friends, like truly, I was being my truest self. I wasn't holding anything back and I turned around and there's this guy and he's just staring at me. <laughs> and it was like cosmic magnets. We were just like, mm, yes. ended up right next to each other. And I was like, oh my God, he just put his arms around me and I was like, and then I was like, okay, we're moving over here, but don't let me go. And he goes, oh, I'm never, ever letting you go again. Woo! <laughs> it was just a moment. And so, you know, at this point, it is still relatively new, but, you know, Oshun came through with some serious messages today about that too. So 
<laughs> I'm not really going to deny what the spirit realm is telling me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. And he's wonderful. So. Yes. And I'm, I'm so happy. happy. Yeah. Yes, that's the best thing ever. So your um, turn. We want to hear your story. Oh, my goodness. Do we have enough time? Yes. <laughs> yes, we always have time. Okay. I can relate to both of you so much in different areas, but um, I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic. So in my culture, you have to do things a certain way. There's no thinking outside the box. So I grew up, uh, I'm a divorced uh, child, I guess you would say. My parents had divorced. They had a very bumpy, abusive, toxic relationship. And I didn't have a great example of a partnership looks like, how it should look like, right? So I grew up. Um, trying to chasing kind of that feeling of feeling whole. And I knew that that was not what I wanted for myself. So I was married for 10 years. No, I was married for seven, together for 10 years. We had two kids. I met him in 2008. He was a great guy. I had the whole perfect picture. Everybody told me to do exactly that. You have to marry him. You have to do this. And then you have to do the kids. And even though deep down, I I felt that it wasn't what I wanted. I didn't know how to harness that voice. I didn't know how to bring her up. I didn't, I didn't have any tools. Nobody said it was okay for me to feel differently because I was just in that world where you do what, what we say. I did that. I followed everything by the book. I was extremely unhappy. I dropped out of school to raise my kids. I felt empty. I got super depressed anxious and started drinking every day because I was exhausted. There was no polarity in my relationship. We were more like roommates. Mm-hmm. I was deeply, deeply unhappy. And I didn't know that I had a way to get out of there. I felt trapped. I tried to reach out to friends, to family. Nobody wanted to support me or help me. Everybody told me to just suck it up because that's what it is. That's life. So suck it up. I refused to do that. I knew this was something more. And I was meditating one day and I was, I had this voice telling me, trust child. And I believe that that was God's voice. And I think, okay, I have to trust myself. But it wasn't until I had a massive breakdown that's when my spiritual awakening happened. I said, okay, this is my responsibility. Nobody's gonna come and save me. Nobody's gonna give me Anything I have to do this myself because I got myself into this situation. And I feel like a lot of us, we don't know that we are responsible, that we can get ourselves out of there. Yeah. We are really trapped. It's just an illusion. And that moment was like, holy moly, I, I can't actually get myself out of here. Mm. I was so depressed, I wanted to commit suicide. And I had the, there was a moment when I had to uh, choose between leaving, dying or leaving and, and breathing for my kids. Wow. My mom abandoned me when I was nine years old. My sister was seven. I didn't want to do the same thing to my kids. I have two, two, uh, two kids, 10 and seven. I didn't want to do that to them. So I had to make a choice and be responsible for myself Correct. and do the opposite. So all that, I didn't... Uh, it was a mess. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I did it. I got to my ex-husband. We separated. Um, I was sexually abused. So when I was separated, something happened, and I had to start this healing journey from sexual abuse. And that untapped a lot of stuff that happened to me when I was a child. 
uh, there were times when I wanted to give up. I'm like, nobody's going to want me with two kids. I'm a single mom. I dropped out of school. What am I supposed to do? Nobody's going to want me. But something deep inside kept telling me to not give up. I met, I had a, a dated narcissistic man who completely abused me. So I have CPTSD now. But and I've been healing from all of that. I've done a lot of energy healing from shamans, from retreats, mediumship with myself, with my spirit guides, and everyone that have been helping me through all this time. Um, when I had my spiritual awakening before I left my marriage, I had these visions of where I was supposed to be or with whom I was supposed to be. And I did what she did. I started writing all my intentions. I got super clear. And something that I want to share with everyone here is if you don't know what you want, like clearly, there's no way you want to find someone that that is super deep in alignment with you. That's mm -hmm. not going to happen. So for me, it was super new. I started going back to myself. I, I had to go back to my voice and own it, speak up. I was not allowed to speak up. So I had to really tap into that. Also, learning about who I was, my core values. I had no idea what I wanted in a partner. Not really. All I was, it was ego. I had no idea what my corneas were, nothing. I had no idea. So for the last three or four years, I've been doing that. And then I manifested my partner. I did the same as she did. <laughs> I wrote everything I wanted, how the relationship was going to be. I, I still had the same vision for four years, the same vision. And my partner came to me, and now we are engaged. We've been together for a oh, year. Congratulations. He in December. And oh. he's exactly as I wanted him. I got super clear as to what I wanted. And this is funny. It might sound silly, but since I didn't have an example of what a, you know, healthy relationship was, like, I had to Google it. Oh. I had to do that deep inner work and read books so I could have sort of a feeling and tap into my heart and say, oh, this is feel right or not, mm -hmm. you know? So for me, it was going to hell and come back up and, and you know, being a new person and truly taking time for myself, like she said. I, I take myself on dates. I always did. That is so, <laughs> so important. And our relationship is a conscious relationship, which is not the easiest. It's super healthy, it's amazing, it's beautiful, but it also has brought up a lot of the things that, I, you know, we mirror each other. As human beings, we all mirror each other. So it's been a beautiful healing journey. That's wonderful. And I feel, you know, that he holds me, he holds space for me, he's always there, and he's an amazing guy. Oh, let's give a big, <laughs> big cheers. Thank you. For all of our men. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't need that. <laughs> I have a question. Um, since you know okay. you're our guest today, and what about other people that are looking for that in some of the work that you do um, in mediumship mm -hmm. or in your journeying? Now, if that, if somebody comes to you and they say this is something other than what you guys have shared today, what what is some of the things that uh, tools that you do, or what's your process to help someone kind of work on that? So a lot of people come to me when they are in a, in a, going through some life changes or they feel they need to change something. So the, the process is I tap into their energy field and I see what's blocking them. I do listen to what they have to say, but I go deeper than that. So I tap into it 
I talk to them what's going on. We uh, go through an um, action plan as to what needs to change. I don't sugarcoat anything. And when I tell you, just like it is, a lot of people, I have clients who actually hang up on me. <laughs> and then they call me back, you know, but they, it's hard, you know. I know. We, so I, we work on an action plan. I guide them through it step by step. So by the time they're done working with me, their life is a completely 180 degrees change. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the action steps and the tools depends on what the person is going through and what they need at the moment. So I can't tell you like, oh, you need the same thing. Nobody needs the yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. I- so yeah. I can resonate with that as a teacher because and Lene will, I, I actually told you you're going to get pissed at me one day, you she know, and they, when they're all in love with you, especially in the beginning, oh, you're wonderful. Your energy you have so much information. I can't wait to learn from you. And then you say, I'm going to piss you off one day. They, they go, no, uh-huh. I'm going to say something that's just going to not, it's just going to make you so mad. I'm not that way. And, and every single client, I I always say that and they go, no, that's not going to happen. And every single time they get mad at me and then you're right. They come back because they realize that you really hit a nerve or that you, you were being, and you were being authentic. And I love that about, about your process as well, because if you want to just sugarcoat it, there's a lot of other ways to go about it. If you just want the easy road, you you can go you know, there's, there's 20 different other ways to go that way of people that are going to sugarcoat it and it's going to take years. You know, if you want real truth and information, that's going to move you within weeks or a month. Oh my God. Yes. This is how you (laughs) do it. Yeah. When people come to me, they don't know how fast things are going to change because I'm a soul activator, like I was saying earlier. Mm -hmm. So when they come to me, it's because they're ready to shift. And they're ready to be activated. So things, as soon as they hang up on me or text me, they're like, things start happening super quickly. And, and can be very overwhelming for them because they don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, they don't know, oh my God, this is really happening for me. And I remember when I manifested something in my house, I had to sell everything. I was like, holy moly, this is really happening. I had a, a panic attack. Because I didn't know that once I got clear, everything was going to start happening for me. Mm-hmm. And also... It's not just the person that you're dealing with. Like, for example, if they're in a bad relationship and say that person's having a side affair or something, that's going to come to light immediately because everything around you shifts, not just that person. So as you raise up your vibration, like the things that are not vibrating high or real, they're just going to reveal yourself. And that's another thing that we talk to people and students and clients about because you... Sometimes they don't know that they're being cheated on or that something's mm-hmm. going on behind the scenes, that there's something secretive. Mm-hmm. And that might get revealed in this process. So it, it <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know, but it's going to lead them to some, obviously they feel like something's missing, but that that's, that's the dark night of the soul journey that scares exactly. people. Yeah. And it's funny in my, in my own personal journey, I always tell people don't lie to me because I always know. <laughs> And I always know, and I'm always told before things happen. Like, no one can lie to me. I always know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I tell my partners, don't do anything behind my back because I'm, I want to know. And I, I always know. And that's what, and so we have to have really strong men because, <laughs> you know, they can't exactly. really, they can't really get away with much. So you have to have a very honest, strong man to be with the psychic. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, they have to be strong to hold that energy. It's, it's a lot. My one of the issues in my relationship was 
that he didn't, he couldn't understand. I'm an empath. He couldn't understand mm. how to, how sensitive I am. And it's not that I'm being emotional. Yeah. It's that I feel so deeply. Mm-hmm. You understand that because you want to. So that was something he had to learn how to deal with and be at peace with him. But he's very strong. So he can hold that space for me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm great. Like, you are absolutely right. Yeah. I think that brings up another good point too. When you're manifesting a really something that's really big like this, you know, if you want a love Mm -hmm. that is going to last for the rest of your lifetime and it's nothing like you've ever even imagined before, it's not going to just happen overnight. You know, you're Mm -hmm. going through your own processes and having your own journey, but the person that you're going to end up with, your soulmate, is also going through that process. You know, they have to grow and evolve, and so you guys can meet at the same point and. That's going to take time, you know, so patience is key and it will happen in time. I had a good, um, uh, session the other day where the lady was giving me all of her, I want him to do this and I want him to treat me like this. And she had this whole list and I said, yeah, I want you to know that guy has a list too. Right. And we need to work on, <laughs> and we need to work on your stuff because he's gonna want a woman who is X X X X X, right? Yes. But she yeah. actually was having a hard time wanting to to do some of the X's, and I was like, "Well, we're gonna have to." He has a list too. This is a great guy you're talking about, right? Yeah. And she was like, exactly. "Oh, I," and she got excited, and that's what I love. You know, it wasn't a negative thing. She goes, "Oh yeah, I'm doing this stuff not just for my life, but for that person," and and you know, and. Yeah. As you rise up, you know, hopefully when you turn around that you're both doing the same work and you happen to be at the the same, like I said, in the very, very beginning, this is all by design. Your soulmate is not a million miles away. They could be right around the corner. But if you're not doing that work and and working on yourself and they aren't as well because they also want it. You guys aren't going to yeah. run it. You're not going to yeah. see each other. Mm. You're going to walk right by each other, yeah. crossing the street. And there goes your soulmate. Something that, something that is good uh, for people to realize is, uh, for example, my fiance said one time, I wish I had met you 20 years ago. And I'm like, I was not ready for you. Right. I, I, I would not have the level of awareness to hold your shadows. Mm. And he, he wouldn't either because he was young. He was, you know, doing all this. You know, and I was young. I'm ten years old, uh, younger than him. So I, like, things happen for a reason. Be patient. Wait. Just get clear about what you want. Focus on your healing, mm-hmm. and let divine time in. I almost gave up waiting for him, but he showed up, um, and I met him on a, a dating app, <laughs> which is like unbelievable to me. Yeah, <laughs> they work for some people. They work. I mean, for me, it was the perfect venue. And I, I asked because I'm a hermit. I don't go out. Mm-hmm. I'm home making and or in the woods. So for me, that was a perfect place. It was in alignment, you know, because uh, just be patient and it happens for a reason. Well, so Hannah, you're just a beautiful soul. And I wish people will go and check you out on your site. And if they feel gravitated towards your energy or your work for their help or getting them through the next phase you know i hope that they um, reach out to you and and open that door for them and i'm so happy to have met you and you know we're just this is we're so lucky we get to do this every day i know as much as we are because we get to meet just wonderful people like you and also share our stories which aren't that easiest to do i realize so 
um, thank you for doing that. And uh, just in closing, um, if we can all do a little message, but just, uh, I'm getting chills all over my body. I know it's crazy, but I, I really am want to just, um, wish everybody unconditional love for themselves and for whatever partner they want to be. And if, if that's something that they so deserve or want or prefer that, that comes through them, um, with ease and guidance and that we can be more compassionate to others and go into this February, 2022 Valentine's day. And instead of it, letting it just be a day, actually maybe embrace it this time. We've been through so much in the last couple of years and just give the world a break and the people around you a break. And just maybe we can just really kind of fall into love with everything around us on that day is my wish. Absolutely. And I think one other thing that I just want to impart to everyone is to have an abundance mindset. So when you see loving energy and you are wanting that in your own life as well, know that that is being shown to you because the universe is showing you that it is also possible for you. So keep an open heart, keep an open mind, go out there with unconditional loving energy. And the more you experience unconditional loving energy in the world means that it's also coming back to you. You're experiencing it for a reason. So go forth and be loved. And do you have anything hmm. closing? Well, my message will be just trust your heart. Trust okay. your heart. And do you want to do you want to let people know how they can find you? Oh well, they can find me on Instagram and my website. My Instagram is Suhana Carvajal at Suhana Carvajal, and my website is the same. www.suhanacarvajal.com. And we'll <laughs> and we'll link it in in our documentation and everything if you need to find her. So perfect. Send with love, you guys, and you can find us at theliberatedhealer.com. And on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast. Sending much love and light to you all. Bye for now. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support. Podcast.